Good afternoon. We learn in this week's Parsha, Parsha Tzav, the Pasuk tells us in the very beginning of the Parsha, in the context of the uh, mitzvahs of uh, Karbanos. Karbanos, The Pasuk tells us as the Kohen is preparing or getting ready to do the uh, the Trumas Hadeshen, Vahir Mesadeshen, so in advance of that, he has to make sure he's wearing his big day kahuna. The psukim spell out for us two particular begadim, uh, two particular pieces of clothing, items that a person has to wear, the Kohen has to wear when he does his avoda. The psukim say, the lavash hakohen midovad. Midovad means the ksones, the tunic, the overgarment that the Kohen would wear when he was doing the avoda. Umichnesevad yilbash al besaro. And he also has to wear the pants, michnesayim, right? The pants that a Kohen wears when he does the avoda. The truth is we have a similar pasuk. It's just important to note because often emes, the truth is that the pasuk is uh, is going to be used in the Gemara that we're going to quote. The pasuk in Parshas Akrimos says very similarly, kisones bad kodesh yilbash, very, very similar pasuk. In our pasuk, it's v'lavash ha-kohen midovad v'mechnesevad yilbash al-besaro. So the pasuk tells us that the coin puts on this tunic, this kisones, this overgarment, and he puts on his pants, and then he does the avoda. And the Gemarian Sanhedrin that does mentes is very bothered by this pasuk. Why? Because the pasuk seems to be completely out of order. Now, the way the Gemara gets into this is because it's first, first bothered by the Tana. The Tana in the Mishnah, I should say really in the Brisa, says that the, uh, or I, I think it actually is the Mishnah, says that the uh, he talks about putting on the ksones, and then he talks about putting on the pants. But the Gemara notes, the first thing the Kohen needs to put on is his pants. That's underneath everything, just practically speaking. It makes sense that he's putting on the pants before he's putting on the overgarment because he's going from bottom to top. So that makes sense. They quote the Pasuk in Parshas Akhrimos that mimics our Pasuk here in Parshas Tzav, which says that the pants are already on the Kohen by the time he puts on the Ksones, the tunic. So we know the pants have to go on first. Vitana, my time akdame liksones. So the Gemara asks, then why did the Mishnah list first that you first put on the ksones, then you put on the pants? Obviously, you have to put on the pants first. So the Gemara says, Mishum da akdame kra. No, because that's how the Pasuk goes. Read the Pasuk. Vilabasha koin, midovad. First put on the ksones, the tunic. Then umichnesevad, yilbash al basaru. Then you'll wear the pants. Now, it's out of order in terms of technicality, but that is how the Pasuk says it. So the Gemara says the obvious question. The my time So then why did the Pasuk say it out of order? The Pasuk says first you put on the shirt that goes over the whole body, the robe that covers even the legs, then you put on the pants. That's not the way you do it. You do it the opposite way. So why would the Pasuk say it out of order? Says the Gemara Mishum the Mechasya Kula Gufe Adifale. Because the more important, the more significant beget is the ksones, is the tunic, because it covers the entirety of the Kohen's body. So the Torah wanted to list it first. That is a very vague, ambiguous, cryptic, enigmatic, really, answer of the Gemara. What's the Pasuk trying to tell us over here? Why put the Ksonas first in the Pasuk? The Gemara answers us that it covers the whole body. What's the significance of that? If technically, practically, the pants need to go on first, so then why not just write it that way? What message are we receiving from the Torah in writing it out of order? What's the Torah trying to tell us? So there's a... Talmud Chacham from not so long ago, he died in the uh, late 1980s. He was a contemporary of Moshe Feinstein. He wrote shuvas back and forth with Moshe Feinstein, even on famous topics in the uh, in the uh, in America. Rav Ram Weinfeld. Rav Ram Weinfeld is the author of the shuvas Leva Avraham. And aside from the shuvas Leva Avraham, he also has a sefer on the Chumash, and he also has a sefer on Perk Yavos. And there's a there's a lot of Torah from Rav Ram Weinfeld. Some people may be familiar with his son, Rabbi Cheskel Weinfeld who uh, lives in Israel, has a shul, has a community. He goes around speaking. He was actually in Los Angeles not so long ago. Rav Ram Weinfeld was a chassidusher. He was a chassidusher. He survived the war. He went through the camps. He was from Hungary. So he didn't go to the camps until, 
I believe he says in the introduction to one of his other stars, he didn't go to the camps till I think 1944. But when he did, he was in Auschwitz and he was in a few other places and he was liberated. Um, and he tells stories about it, but he survived. He came to America and he became a big Pisig and a Rebbe here in America. So he tells us in his Drashos on Chumash and Leva Avram a very, very important lesson. He says the Torah is teaching us something so critical here. Pay attention. The goal for us is to cover the entire body with Big Day Kahuna, to cover ourselves with Ruchnius, to be ensconced in the Shechina, to be enwrapped in sanctity. But a person's head can't be stuck in the clouds. Dreaming about Kedusha. Thinking about where I'm going to end up is wonderful, but we can't skip steps. We can't go and jump into the ksonas, jump into the tunic. First, we have to get dressed. First, we have to put on the pants. We have to be, have michnas evad, yehiyu abasaro, lavish abasaro. Only then, after taking those first initial technical, practical steps, then we can move to- forwards towards the final goal of Kedusha. It's true practically in life. We say, masai yagiu, masai when will I reach the level of my forefathers? Okay, you want to reach their level, but it's ludicrous to skip steps and try to be someone or not. We have to get dressed first. We have to take small steps. We have to put on our pants before we put on the ksonas. Rav Shechter Shlita, my Rebbe, he always likes to give a muscle that a person who takes on chumras before he's ready, he jumps to take on his Rebbe's chumras, but he hasn't even kept all the shulchan aruch yet. It's like a person who wears pajamas and puts a tie on top. Or it's like a woman who puts on her sleeping clothing, but she puts on a fine jewelry, a necklace over her pajamas. It looks ridiculous. It's like cufflinks on your on your flannels. What does that mean? You have to first get dressed. You have to first do the small steps. Then you can reach the levels that you're trying to reach. And that's a beautiful, important, practical idea. But it doesn't answer the question. Because if that's the stress, why not say it in the proper order in the psukim? The psukim say, first put on the ksonas. But we know, practically speaking, and now we're saying, also, a person has to take the other steps first. You can't jump to those levels of Kedusha, to those higher levels. Okay, so why does the Torah first tell me about the Kedusha? Why does the Torah first tell me about putting on the ksonas? So Rav Weinfeld explains brilliantly and beautifully, and it's so critical and so fundamental, and it's so meaningful in all of our lives. He says, it's an important guidance on a pragmatic approach to growth to greatness, everything we said until now. But the Torah is not only telling us practical steps to success. The Torah shares with us a machshava, a hashkafa, an outlook, an ideal to strive for greatness. The the goal, the dream, the ideal is to achieve greatness, to reach new heights. The michnasayim, the pants, that's a technicality. They're necessary. They're initial small steps. But the Torah is telling us the goal is midovad. The goal is kasonas. The goal is to have a kedusha which encompasses the Kohen's entire body, that highest aspiration, the ability to adorn our entire physical being with spirituality, with ruchnius. You have to be practical. You have to take small steps. But we're told those small steps are only meaningful if they're towards some grand dream of greatness. Says the Torah, midovad. Focus on the dream. Know what you're aspiring for. Now, now put on the pants. Now take the small steps towards that goal. A few a bunch of years ago, they published a Messias Yisharim, an edition of Messias Yisharim by Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, the Ramchal, with the commentary of Rav Nevensal. Rav Nevensal is a great Rav of Yerushalayim, who lives in Yerushalayim still. He's a, he's a tremendous Tam Chacham and a tremendous Tzaddik. So he used to give Shirim, or maybe he still does, on Messias Yisharim. They published some of his Shmuzes. So it says there that whenever he learned Messias Yisharim, he would first read the introduction. Then he would skip to the last parak. Most of us, we read the introduction, then we don't get past that. And we pick up Mesil Sharm again 10 years later when we're inspired to try learning again. No one really finishes Mesil Sharm. But he'd start the first parak, the introduction, jump to the last chapter, the parak on Kedusha, on holiness, and then he'd go back to the beginning and start from the beginning. Why? Why do you skip to the end? So he explained, because if a person wants to take a journey, he has to know what the destination is. 
He has to know what he's striving for. He has to learn what is Kedusha. Oh, now I see the last chapter. Now I see the goal. Now I see the Michna Zevad, where I'm heading. Now I take the small steps, chapter by chapter, along the way. Balancing those two ideas, small steps and the big vision, it's the key to so much of life. And the thing about balancing is that it's not something you just set on autopilot. It's something that needs to be maintained. We have to constantly recalibrate, constantly rebalance, refocus our lives in order to make sure we really are hitting that balance between the big dreams and the small steps. You know, at an earlier stage in life, if I was talking to the yeshiva guys right now, so the message would be enough talking about finishing shots, enough dreaming, stop dreaming and start learning, right? You got to sit down and do the practical. But as I get a little bit older, the later stage in life, I'm starting to realize and appreciate the balance needs to go in the other direction as well. At some point, I don't know, we're on autopilot. The learning and the davening, we do it. The ches and the staka, we're involved in it. But sometimes they're just on autopilot or, or autopay. Michna sevad, yilbash al basar. We put it on, we take it off day in, day out, small, steady steps. But where are the small, steady steps leaving? Where, where are we leading to? Where are we going to? Where are we heading? What happened to our dreams? What happened to the first words of the Pasuk? Midovad, the vision of being great, of achieving godless, of becoming better people, better parents, bigger talmudichamim, bigger bali chesed. Perhaps we need to take a moment to refocus, to recalibrate, to rebalance, to start to dream again, to yes, take the small steps in the right order, but to make sure that they are leading towards a greater goal. Pesach is certainly a time for that kind of introspection. We sit around the table with our family and our friends at the Seder, and it's like this dream. Everyone's forced to learn. Everyone's forced to say the Torah. You start to experience the gishmak of talking about learning, of reliving the story, family stories. It's such a, that, that's the wholesome experience that we dreamed of when we were younger. And all of a sudden, we start to think, well, what are the steps in that direction? How do we get back to there? And the Seder shows us with Seder, with order, Kadesh, Urchat, Karpas, we take steps towards the goal of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, towards the goal of Matan Torah, envisioning ourselves as bigger, greater, holier, better. Take advantage of the extra tefillah, of the extra halal, of the drushes that our Rabbanim offer in shuls, of the shirim the Rabbanim are going to give you over Yantif. Those are the small steps, and they're going to help us climb that ladder back to that big vision. We have to recalibrate, refocus, rethink that we have the midovad and the michne sevad of the steps along the way to get us there. So Amir Tashem, through crafting our big vision, our hard work on the small steps, we're all going to reach tremendous new heights. B'siyat Deshmaya.